for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Wednesday, August 5th, 2015. It's episode 164. Attack of the Androids. Got a whole giant, big old full house. Talk about Android this week. Eric Finkenbeiner joining us first. What's up, Eric? Hey, Matt. Good morning, good evening, good night. Good night, Eric. Glad to be here with you. Glad to have you here with us. Joey also joining us. Joey Kelly, what's up, man? Good evening, everybody. Great to be back with you after a week off. Let's get some androidiness out there. Androidiness. Nick Carroll joining us. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Uh, glad to be back. Haven't seen you guys in a while. Good to be on. Good to have you on the Chromebook. Shane Brady also joining us. I want to believe too, Shane, but I can't. <laughs> well, uh, it's a good week to believe in Android. There's a lot of news and a lot of cool things coming. Very cool. Eric, please start us off with what is cool and what is news coming. Nintendo DS emulators, perhaps? Shield tablet updates? Hmm? I think we should talk Shield tablet. Um, And I know that Shane's going to have something to say about this, too. Um, So the Shield got an update to, this would be like 5.1.1, and it came with a, a bevy of small improvements. One of which is that uh, if you go into one of the settings menu, it'll it'll tell you what type of battery you have, and by that I mean like it has like a it'll say like you have battery B zero one or you have battery Y zero one. Ask me why that's relevant, Matt Lee. Eric, why is that relevant, Matt Lee? Because Matt Lee, if you have battery Y zero one, then explodes? it might just explode. It explodes. I was totally Explode. guessing. I was hoping. I was guessing. Has yours exploded? Uh, it has not. Um, Are you working on it? Damn. I'm trying. Have you put it in the microwave yet? That might be my problem. Well, I mean, I've if... tried everything except for the microwave. Well, there you go. Well, in this kit has... is why we tell you not to try this at home. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but Eric could. Just like it. Eric could try it at try. home. Yeah, try it at your friend's house, preferably, not yours. Well, it looks like uh, 83,000 tablets and f- sold in the U.S. and 5,000 in Canada are affected by this. And there have, there have been four reports of batteries overheating due to uh, thermal runaway, which just sounds awesome. It sounds really, really safe, guys. Sounds like a uh, movie. Yeah, uh, it's it's the name of my new uh, punk rock hip hop fusion band. I'm pretty sure that's what happens when like meltdown occurs and that exponential shit starts happening, and then batteries explode. That should be the name of your new album, Matt. Yeah, (laughs) I'll uh, I'll add that to the list of other shitty names I have for my new album, but it'll be towards (laughs) the top of that list. I'll tell you. So what's the fix, Eric? A simple software update, perhaps? Oh, negative. A factory so reset? You, do, you go to settings, you go to that neat little status thing that shows you your battery type, and if it has Y01 on there, which is the bad battery, Throw it you away. tap that. <laughs> oh. 
And uh, you then go through this back and forth process of putting information into a recall website. Uh, and they, uh, they send you an email saying, hey, in two to four weeks, we're going to send you another tablet. But just to be safe, uh, you should turn off your tablet and not use it until such time as you they, get the new tablet. They actually tell you that? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, the, the best part, and I'll let Shane get to it, but the with me, I, w- I just wanted to do a factory reset on mine before I did this because I don't want my stuff out there. I, I swear to God, the thing like bricked itself. And then I want to see it explode. Like, will you will you make it do the runaway nuclear thing? Make it. Blow I kept up? feeling it like a baby, like a like a baby's forehead, it, like it had a fever. I like a hen just sitting on her eggs, like waiting Back for them the to hand. get. Oh man! <laughs> but it it's literally sat on a black screen for like a day, and then after a day, it finally popped up with a little android with his little ears twitching and said we're erasing your tablet now um it's ghetto it's it's scary thanks and i bud. would love to hear what happened with shane's so uh, well, will you I, real I, quick real no. quick will you remind us what we're talking about which tablet for me and everyone the, else that wasn't paying oh, attention. i'm sorry the nvidia shield tablet oh right right the gaming one that's okay cool and uh, i'll put it as the best android tablet out there in my estimation probably my next one yeah, um, yeah. She wait. She wait for the two. But what, what Eric also didn't mention yet is that uh, when you get your new tablet, whenever that is, uh, as soon as you activate the new one, your old one gets deactivated. So I'm wondering if that's what happened to Eric's that got deactivated prematurely. So uh, for me, I just turned it off. I haven't touched it since, and I'm having to. Go back to the Nexus 2013 if I want to have a um, usable tablet. I ended up going back to my wife's old uh, Nexus 10, which is surprisingly snappy, I must say. It's a very, very nice tablet still. And it got the update to 5.1.1, so how the hell is that? Like, what's that about? The tablet's like three years old. <laughs> the Yeah, the... Uh... So you're on 5.1, and the Nexus 9, so that garbage tablet I sold you is still working out okay? My wife loves her Nexus 9. I don't know what problems you had with it, but I think it's a great tablet. It's very uh, weird. No, this this will be my third Shield tablet, because the first one, the button, it just wouldn't turn back on after it went to sleep. So yeah. I sent it back, and then I got pissed off. And then weeks later, Eric convinced me that I should get the tablet again. So I did. It was garbage for a while. Then I got the 5.1 update, and it's amazing. And then like a month later, oh, battery's going to explode, so i got to take it back. So I'm hoping to avoid a crap. I hope it's already at 5.1, so I don't have to deal with that when I get it. Two, that I don't have the problem where I can't press the, when I press the power button, it doesn't turn back on. And then, the other thing is, it makes noise when it does anything. It, it's a slight little electronic sound in the background, so maybe that'll go away. Or maybe that's the battery starting to overheat, for all I know. Yeah, it's that thermal runaway. Well, that's really special. I'm glad that we were able to share this experience, Shane. Um, <laughs> I wish more people, because it's a really good tablet. I mean, most tablets have garbage speakers. This one has good speakers. It's a great gaming tablet. Um, if you get the little flip case, it actually makes it, it just stands up like you can uh, 
I have the controller too, so you just put it in the flip case, put it in its or you know in the origami shape, lay it back, and you can play games on it. I played surprisingly more hours of gaming on it, streaming from my PC or games local than I ever expected when I originally got it. And it's a yeah. good size for eBooks and stuff like that. Yeah, I ended up getting the Nexus Nine, and I personally enjoyed that, but I thought so long and hard about getting the uh, the next uh, the uh, Shield tablet, but. Uh, I ended up opting for the next for the Nexus Nine. That may have been a better decision, <laughs> you know, considering the odds of getting potentially the bad one. But I don't know. Does the Nexus Nine have SD cards? I don't think it does. Does no. it? No. Shield Shield does, and uh-huh. HDMI out. Yeah, I think the Shield is personally the better tablet overall. But I, I got suckered into a promotion like fifty dollars off on the Nexus Nine, so I just got <laughs> jumped on that. So. Plus, the shield occupies its space, where surprisingly eight inches seems to be the best size for a tablet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's much more portable. Like I've had the next, the original Nexus Seven for for two years before I got the Nexus Nine, and I really regret. I, I just, it's. I would have preferred getting an eight-inch tablet for for the most part. So, especially with the sixteen by ten aspect ratio. So, go on. What I think that you're missing, the point that I think you're missing, is that. With the next, with the Nvidia Shield tablet, you get a new tablet every couple of months. <laughs> like, yeah. like Christmas every two months. It's a bonus, a feature. Yeah. It's I not love a bug; it. it's a feature. That's uh, right. Incidentally, both the 16 and 32 gig uh, versions of the Shield are showing out of stock. Not surprisingly, on the Nvidia store. Um, and according to an investment website, they have recalled 88,000 of these things. Um, I am not a smart man, but I have got to admit that there is no way that is not going to affect the uh, the stock price for Nvidia and their uh, and I think their their uh, parent company as well, because this is just one of those debacles that you can't. There's no cheap way to recover from it. You can't ignore it because then people will sue you for ignoring it. You have to fix it, but you're literally going to take back 88,000 of these darn things so what's and the, swap the batteries. And what, what's the AOTA consensus? Get one now or wait for the second gen? What do we... Uh, I, mean, I would so, wait. Shane, you say wait. Nick, you want one now? <laughs> no, I've got an Nexus 9. I'm fine. Uh, okay. Joey, you want to wait? You want one now? I'd wait. wait okay. if, I'd wait. Eric? If, if they're having this many problems with this one, wait. Eric, would you wait, or would you actually get one now? I'd get two now and then see which one explodes first. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Eric, do you have the LTE version or the, uh, the uh, regular one? I have the LTE version. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, I kind of figured with your, all the traveling you do, you'd want that option. I actually got it for the storage, 64 gigs of storage. Ah. Uh. Yeah, and I will say, like, the the whole, like, should I wait, should I not wait, uh, the other thing to keep in mind is that this tablet's going on a year old. We're probably going to see the second version of this. It may yeah. actually be good for NVIDIA because then they can blow through all of their old, uh, you know, all the all the stock that they have, you know, just fix the problem and, and do that. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I think they did very well, though, is if you read all the forums, I don't think this has hurt their brand at all. I mean, this is a huge problem. Everybody, pretty much everybody who's bought it in the United States or, or worldwide has to return it. But, like, nobody's really pissed at NVIDIA, it seems, because NVIDIA is doing this the right way. They're being very open about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a voluntary recall. Yeah, it's a voluntary recall, not a forced one. So they're getting yeah. ahead of it. 
I, I think they they have yeah it's it's going to hurt their bottom line certainly um, but long term I think that their brand is still intact well, which is probably well, the more important thing. Think about this, think about it this way: they didn't try to sell a cheap tablet that was that was obviously cheap. They tried selling something that was on the cutting edge that had graphics that was top tier for any tablet out there and front facing speakers and they they did a lot you know right on. I think it also has wireless AC so. It's it's not a bad tablet at all. It's just there were obviously some, some defects. So, well, what's powerful though is the streaming. The fact you can stream games on it. Yeah, and all they these do features. They, they have the same technology with the Shield tablet, or sorry, the Shield TV, which I think Eric also has, um, which is by far the best Android TV out there. It's not even close. And I, I was playing games on it, you know, streaming, just. You just kind of forget that you're playing, you're streaming over your network because they're running so smooth. So I think NVIDIA, between the fact that their video card business is probably still doing really well, um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't really, I think it's going to, I don't know how much fallout there's going to be from this because as Eric said, they're doing it the right way. And uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe they're just blowing out all inventory they would have to write down at one point anyway. So we also don't know how many. Total they sold right. We know they have eighty-eight thousand recalls. Maybe they sold. They sold way more. And this may have been like the first iteration. You know, perhaps you know, maybe the second iteration had different hardware. Well, it says Y zero one instead of B zero one, so I'm not sure what the difference was there. Well, not, when you get a tablet or a phone, any phone, they get the they source components from everywhere. Yeah. So, like even the sensors in, in phones may not. The camera sensors may not be the same in every S six you get. Yeah. So that's I think it was probably got a bad batch from a, from a company. So. Well, the 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 time the time frame though is like from launch up until was it like June or July of this year? It's um, a full year. I mean that's that's pretty big. I my my gut tells me that it was probably um, you know they realized that uh, they realized there was a problem maybe a couple of months ago and they started. You know, pulling back stock, issuing issuing new um, new tablets, but I gotta think that the the bulk of tablets sold within the past year were affected by this. And they, it's probably if you have a B zero one, you probably bought it very recently. Eric, is this a ticking time bomb waiting to explode on people's laps and in their pockets, their overly large yes. pockets? Interesting. Hands Eric, on fire, Eric as we say. for my follow-up question, does the OnePlus 2 work on Verizon? No, and stop asking. Well, it doesn't work on Verizon. That's it's interesting. It never worked on Verizon. It will never work on Verizon. And why Why is that, Eric, exactly? Uh, CDMA. Interesting. No, that's not in anymore because so, Verizon's LTE. So, Eric, what if it was an AT&T network? Would that make a piss of a difference? Yes. Uh, yeah, work. I think it would. What if it was a CDMA AT and T network? No. no, there is no such thing. Well, and Shane's Shane's right, um, but um, in reading the article, it looks like uh, for the XLTE, which they would use for voice, they use uh, uh, band thirteen, and this does not support band thirteen either. So it's like anything that Verizon uses. Um, the OnePlus 2 does not use. You shouldn't get a OnePlus 2 anyway. Eric, for another follow-up question, why does Verizon suck so bad? 
I'll have and to pass that one over to anyone? Uh, my colleague, Matt Lee. Anyone? Matt Lee, why does the Verizon suck so bad? Oh, I don't know. It actually was great here until this festival happened, and then, like, a bunch of people came to town and apparently just crippled the network. <laughs> it works when I'm the only one using it, but then when tourists come in. You're still on Verizon even after you move? What? Yeah. Because I still have unlimited data, and my contract's not up till like, October. <laughs> oh, by the balls they get you. <laughs> Uh, Verizon's is real stingy what they let on their device, but the Moto X does, the Moto X Pure does work on Verizon. Is that the new one that's supposed that's, to that's be That's the one they announced last week. That's the one you should get over the OnePlus 2. That's the one I'm going to get when my contract is ready for an upgrade, yeah. and yeah, I'm going to add a line. Comparing, the, comparing those two, and like the Moto X was running away with like 80%, you know, compared to like 20% for the OnePlus uh, 2, so uh, I think a lot of people are making that decision. I think if you've used active notifications, you pretty much need a phone that has them after. Because, like, going back to a regular phone, like, if I can't wave my hand over the phone real quick and see if there's anything I need to tend to, I don't even want it. Well, also, the OnePlus 2 doesn't have NFC or wireless charging. And I I don't think the Moto X has wireless charging, but at least has NFC, so. Okay, question. Does anybody actually use NFC, like, regularly? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. To pay for things. For what? The to pay for things. Any place that supports NFC terminals, that. I use because I had gone through too many times having to read you all my credit card accounts because some sloppy retailer had a card reader installed in their software and my numbers in some some library. It's a pain in the ass. So anytime I can use it, I do. And with Apple, because people, you know, Apple uh, just. People, if Apple does, people start to move on. There's more and more terminals open, so I use it all the time. The other thing you use it for um, uh, is when I come in, I tap my phone, Nexus Six, on a uh, NFC tile, and it you know pairs with uh, Bluetooth speakers. Um, there's all sorts of things you can do with do with, with uh, NFC like that. Are you the kind of person like me that will actually put the card back in the wallet just to go to the phone to enable NFC to then tap to pay? So I I, I always own my phone now. Okay. And people make it like it's difficult. You hit the power button and you just put it over. Well, the yeah, computer, but. And that's it. If you're like me and a little more security conscience, you don't roll around with NFC on all the time. You turn it on when you need it, but here, I don't know, you don't need it very often, so maybe that's why. Well, I mean, that I, would I, be I, my I, first thought. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible security hole. Okay, how many people have had their credit cards stolen from uh, stealing the NFC? Well, signal? Shane, pretty first much all of them. Credit card numbers that we've been handing over to. The uh, you know the the waiter or waitress who makes two thirteen an hour. I mean, we're, we're worried about the off chance that somebody could read the very low power NFC signal. Yet we hand our credit cards off to everybody who makes under five. Every an hour. every time I get gas and I use my card, I always wiggle that damn thing just to make sure. It's a habit. I don't know why. I just do. It's a good, it's a good habit. I, Thank you, Nick. I've had a friend. Thank you. I've had a friend hit by that, so yeah, it's a good thing to do. Thank you for the ship quote, Matt. Appreciate it. You are welcome. <laughs> the other thing, though, if you use quick charging, if you ever get you start using quick charging, you'll it'll be you'll never want to go. I mean, it's it's that good. 
like the Nexus charging. 6. I'll admit that, that is very nice on the Nexus 6. That's like the one thing that I did not think would ever be cool. And being able to charge a phone from flat dead to practically charged in 45 minutes is amazing. Eric, yeah, Eric, he, Eric, he Eric. 15 minutes, you get most of the day back. Eric, what if you plugged in the quick charger to the messed up battery on that one phone? Would it then explode? Is it in the microwave? It could be. <laughs> I, it could be very easily. I'm gonna guess no. I don't think it, I don't think they actually explode. I think they just wanted to. Uh, I think they just, I don't know wanted a tax write off or something. I don't know how does business work. I'm not sure. <laughs> now they they wouldn't if they wanted a tax write off. They wouldn't do this. They donate eighty eight thousand of them to to some charity yeah. in, in I mean, Zimbabwe. It probably overheats. Oh, wow. Eric is living. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Ooh, Eric, Eric, a retort? I, I have none. I'm retortless. But Matt, Matt, there's something you mentioned about the Moto X and active display. The new Moto X does not have a MLN display. It has a regular LCD display. Cool. Well, I don't know what that means. Active notifications were cool because it didn't power the well, screen. Is that better than what this one that I have now has? I don't know. Oh, that's weak. So, so it's gonna, it is going to turn on all the, all the screens. You need Amulet for that. That sucks. What? Can you do a screen yeah, well. transplant? And it's got a big screen. It's a five hundred twenty PPI screen. I don't need that many PPIs personally. Yeah. I'm getting old. The battery. I need uh, high contrast. Three hundred. I have three thousand uh, gigawatt amps. Gigawatt. Eric. Turbo charging is 10 hours for 15 minutes, so maybe I'll make up for it. Eric? One thing I'm looking through, I do not see fingerprint reading anywhere, so this is also not the phone. It's on the Moto X. It's on which one? It's not on. Fingerprint stuff is not on the Moto X. So neither of these phones will work with Android Pay. Outstanding. No, they both will. You don't need a fingerprint to use Android Pay. Oh, okay. Well, the, the the ideal, you know, Android Pay, I guess. I, I want sort of the hold the finger, bam. Yeah, when you authenticate a transaction using your fingerprint is what Right. We're, we're really waiting for Nexus to see what Nexus comes out. But yeah. if so far, if you had to choose now between the, the Moto X style and the OnePlus 2, you go Moto X. Got to be a better phone. Yeah. And, and better and. Um, I think Motorola has made a pretty good reputation of getting updates out fast, and they don't screw neither near this OnePlus, but their update schedule. For instance, I have the, um, you know, I had Oxygen OS running for a while, didn't get the 5.1 update yet. Um, and of course, they said they're, did they announce that there's another phone they're going to release this year? So yeah, be- a second one, a second. They haven't provided any information, so yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to be the OnePlus 2 with NFC. OnePlus 2 Plus. The other thing I don't like about the OnePlus 2 is it has that um, that fake Type-C USB connector. Oh, yeah. It's not USB 3.1. It's like USB 2. They don't get any – you get the – all you get is a reversible plug. None of the cool stuff with USB 3 or 3.1 like you do with a Chromebook. Or the Nexus 7, or wherever the next phone is going to be. Yeah. Which will probably Speaking of updates, not to sidetrack totally, but we've got a couple of notes here in the doc that both Samsung and 
uh, Motorola are going to start fast-tracking security updates on a monthly basis, uh, a la the Patch Tuesday on Windows platforms that we're all aware of. What they're not telling you. LG, HTC, and Sony have said, too, they will. They haven't made any public announcements, but Google said that they're involved in the program. So are the carriers just going to like collect all of these until they get enough to be worthwhile to push a, an update, or is this going directly to the device? Uh, they have not given out those details, but when, you're, when, you, when, you, when you commit publicly to a month, you've had to have done something. But now, it, I think the leverage would be to the carriers, listen, you don't have much of malware running on your network. Mm-hmm. Let us do the updates. Um, yeah. You know, you let you let Apple do it, so let us do it. I think maybe that's 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 been persuasive. But the thing is, Apple doesn't guarantee monthly security updates either. And there's not a single month that goes by that your OS on your phone, tablet, or PC couldn't use a security update. You find bugs yeah. all the time. So I, I think this is huge. This is more like as Joey said, uh, Windows and Windows 10, who have not. By the way, Microsoft has not explained how they're going to bypass the carriers yet either. Uh, and their rapid uh, release thing. So I think this is big news because um, yeah, my Windows 10 the industry is... to change to allow this to become a standard where these kind of security updates happen more frequently for everyone. Hopefully, well, Chrome's doing it, well, right? Chrome does it. I think what was a year, year or two ago when we were talking about how Android was going to become kind of like the de facto standard, much like the Windows PC platform was. You know, four, five, six years ago, it had become the established de facto standard. Well, that de facto standard has all of these responsibilities, which include security updates, because we, if you've got 1.2 billion people using a, a variant of a piece of software, someone is going to write an attack, a virus, a piece of malware, yeah. something for it, because the, 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 the tiny little nugget of information or, or charge that you can put to 1.5 billion people is a huge target if you can make it work. Yeah. So this is going to become our new attack vector, and I'm glad to see somebody's actually being proactive about it and trying to get ahead of the curve. Now, now to be, to be, to be uh, fair to every, all the filmmakers, they do do stuff under the hood that's pretty – this is not like Windows where buffer overflows could get you anywhere. Apple and Google, and probably they do a very good job with the the address relocation stuff, uh, the sandboxing, the um, gatekeeper. Well, uh, I don't know what they. Call, I can't remember what Android calls there. Bouncer, maybe is what they call it. Yeah, um, you know, we always hear the, the scary stories about Android malware, but you never actually hear about it being a big deal. Even this stage fright bug, which is a bug in the media layer of of, of the OS, yeah. went from 950 million devices could be at risk to like. 10% yeah. devices that are at risk. And those are, you know, and their biggest, honestly, um, when you get to 10%, you know, the person holding the phone is probably a bigger uh, problem. It's probably a weaker point of security than, than the phone in, in general. So what is this? Tell well, you, you trust me, in every security certificate, certificate certification, there we go, uh, that exists, there is a either a small or in some cases very large chapter on human engineering. And that is always your weakest link because you can tell the machine something, but if you, the user, override it, it will be done. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, thy will be done, so to speak. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, that, that's always a factor. But the difference is, is that the human factor exists on a PC, on a Mac, on a Linux box, on a Windows phone, on your uh, Shield exploding tablet. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, w- what device you're talking about. You still have the potential for the human security flaw. And yeah. it, it, there's, there's nothing you can do about that. It, but you make the devices as usable and as secure as you possibly can. And I think that using Android being essentially a port uh, uh, on some level of a Linux distribution, that main, means that it started with a security heart, as it were, as opposed to a open heart. And that really influences the security model, which is one of the reasons why I don't think we've had as many problems as fast as otherwise this – if this adoption rate had happened on Windows computers, we would have had billions of hacks by now. And it just hasn't happened on Android simply because the security model is so good by default, and it's only going to get better. And so good we, on I you, think, Google, for moving that along. And I think when you combine that with the fact that the source is open, open source, and they pay people to find bugs, yeah. I mean, there's a, you know, the one problem with open source software, when, when, you know, it, it doesn't, it's not. It's not necessarily secure because it's open. People have to care about it for it to be secure. And, and, but if you pay people to care about it, then you get hackers who are trying to make big money, um, you know, trying trying to um, to the exploit. And uh, you still need you still need white hat hackers because I guess uh, somebody mentioned that the exploit. I don't know if it was staged by another one, but Google paid them thirteen hundred dollars or something like that. And on the black market, you know, somebody might pay a hundred thousand for that. So, but um, so far, uh, we have enough uh, white hats and enough financial incentive that people are really hammering on us. You can't hammer on uh, iOS like you can on Android. So, what was its issue, Eric? What the the actual stage fright bug? Yeah. Uh, it it just a security exploit in the what was it Shane the media playback layer? Yeah, yeah basically. Some, yeah, basically, someone would send you an MMS, and even without you accepting it or doing anything, it would automatically push the exploit onto your uh, device, and from there, they would essentially escalate their privileges and then execute whatever code they wanted to. That's why I understand it. I'm not an expert on it, but it sounds pretty bad. Now, one thing I'd heard, I hadn't spent any time looking into this, but if, if you go into your uh, your SMS client and you turn off MMS forwarding, I think that's supposed to mitigate it to some extent, but I haven't had time to, or really, I forgot to look into it. Because <laughs> but, uh, it auto-forwards. So I did that on my phone. It wants yeah, to uh, auto-forward to everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. So you want yeah. to first yeah. stop that from happening. Hopefully. Yeah, and, and it, you know that uh, MMS, it's not necessarily an MMS, MMS bug. Um, it's that that is the easiest way to deliver it to people's phones without them having to do anything. You, if, yeah. you were to, if you were to download a file off the internet and try to play it, same thing would happen. But uh, Android has some built-in sandboxing. It's something called um, the the uh, address locations are somewhat randomized. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't always. It's not like you know exactly where your code is. So it's not. It's not really a, uh, practical. It's not likely. That somebody that this is being actively exploited because it's very very difficult to actually. So it was uh, kind of like that. It. it was like that one bug we heard about a while ago that was just randomly sucking a chunk out of RAM and then seeing if anything happened to be in there. And if not, going to the next one 
it kind of sounds like that's what it's doing. Just oh, hard believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, was address um, camera? It's like ASLR. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that technology, which is I think in iOS, Windows, Android, it just it just prevents buffer overflow attacks. Right. Um, we used to have in the past. Um, address space layout randomization. Yeah. yeah. So it's very difficult. It's, it's very like difficult NAT to, uh, for your memories. Nice. So nothing to worry about. Good deal. Uh, free Alexa from the Echo or some Sony concept firmware? You pick. Hmm. 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 All right. How about Alexa? Let's go with Alexa. Okay, Eric. Tell us about Alexa from the Amazon Echo. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I'm going to keep saying Alexa, and it's Alexa. probably going to activate Alexa, Alexa somewhere over in that room. Alexa, like that crappy search engine that uses the toolbars. That is that what we're talking about here? No, no, you're you're getting confused. I'm so Alexa, confused. Eric. Alexa is the little person that lives inside of the Amazon Echo. Echo, the little tubular thingy that. Hmm. Echo, you don't Echo. know? No. No. Okay. Well, let's okay. start from the beginning. Let's rewind. So Amazon released this thing called the Amazon Echo, and it, it looks like a giant toilet paper roll, um, but in fact, it contains much information, and you can talk to it, and you can say, Alexa, play Attack of the Androids, and it will play Attack of the Androids. Or you could say, Alexa, play my book, and it will play your audio, audible audiobook. What is this black um, magic you speak of? I, I'm telling you, Matt Lee, it's, it's the greatest thing to happen in my life. It's, it's like my little digital wife. It's amazing. Echo was a movie, right? That little. No, it was Earth Tech. No. Oh, okay. But that thing was named Echo. I think so. Well, I didn't watch it. Okay, is anyone else worried about Eric's actual wife discovering his electronic wife? Echo? And beating the snot out of it? <laughs> Haven't you ever seen Sister Wives? They're getting along fine. That a boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're getting along just fine. Just fine. Sure. Okay. Echo. Hey. Echo. Hmm. Well, this story is basically that Amazon has created a, um, I believe they're referring to it as an SDK, um, but basically a way that you can take that that Alexa logic and you could throw it into, you know, your device, or you could get put hooks into your app. Um, so, so you bring Echo from this with you. Huh. You can bring Alexa with you. Echo is still going to stay what is, on your kitchen table. So Why would you want to do this as opposed to OK Google and Hey Siri? I think it's just another competitor. I I will say that the, the experience with the Echo is outstanding. For what I've heard, it's really quick at, at picking up and responding and, and doing stuff. So I've got a coworker that has it and uses it uh, quite a lot. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but being a dedicated piece of hardware that essentially does only audio playback and voice recognition, this thing has got to be fairly powerful compared to being a sub-feature of a phone that's doing 1,600 other things. Yeah, it's a dedicated device for that, and it mimics a Bluetooth speaker in terms of its you know, functionality, so you can play music on it, et cetera. So. I don't think it's any more powerful than an Android TV. Or a uh, Apple TV. No. No, it's doing the oh, same thing. I mean, yeah. Xboxes do this. Like, there's a lot of devices that do this sort of like always listening um, yeah. type thing. And I, I think that, you know, modern hardware can handle it pretty easily. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the device is like, what, a $100 uh, device if you have Android Prime? Uh, Amazon Prime, right? Is that it? It used to be. When it first launched, okay. it was 99 bucks. And 99. now I think you can get it for 179 Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm sorry. This I, I, I like gadgets and everything, but this is just one of those things that I'm sorry. It's too, it's too expensive for what it does. Too I, I think that 99 bucks was fine. 179 is too much. Yeah, that um, that's that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. I mean, 99 bucks for a lot of people that's under 100 dollars. They can do that in kind of an aggravated impulse buy. Uh, 180. I mean, you can buy <laughs> for for 180, 189, whatever. You're in the 200 dollar range. You can go get a lot of a lot of stuff for 200 bucks that will do more than just answer your uh, your audio responses. Yeah, I still feel it's not like I feel it's not like I think it's listening or anything like that, but it's more like I might just pick something up that I don't mean and just become a pest. I mean, at least with the for the phone, I generally have the okay Google stuff turned on, but even then, you know, you have to be relatively close and it's something very I'm intending to do something. I can't get past the echo where, like, it's just like it would pick up random parts of conversations or something on the TV and just start doing something. My question is how, like, how how safe is that? Like, not at all, right? You can easily assume that at any point the NSA or anyone else wants to tap into listening to your room, that thing becomes an always-on amplifier, speaker, microphone, and... Now we Bingo, can hear you. and and you don't even have to be a tinfoil. I mean, I want to be the paranoid one, but you know, it, well, it well could... no, you don't have to be to understand that the thing is always listening for voice commands and it's always on. I mean, that doesn't take a rocket. And so are our phones and stuff, and I get that. It just seems like this kind of standalone device from Amazon would be far easier to backdoor than my Moto X. But who knows? They're they're probably all no, backdoor. It, prob- it, it probably is, and still, like. At least with a phone, you're actively doing it. You're not right, just, right. And you can install apps to kind of sniff traffic and see exactly what's being transmitted if it's being transmitted that way, and and all that. If you're that paranoid. And, and Eric, just ask me, like, how annoying is it for your your wife to hear you going, "Okay, Alexa, what is the weather like? Okay, Alexa, she, she play rock too. music. Like, just look and outside. I don't need to say, okay, Alexa. I can just say, and I don't even have to pause. I can say, Alexa, what's the weather like today? She tells me, Alexa, play my book. Alexa, you know, play Jimi Hendrix. Like, it, it's really, really easy. It's great. So I have this image of Eric and his wife late at night. Whoa, whoa, and whoa, all, whoa, and all whoa, of a sudden, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not that show. Whoa. And... And, and no, then no, no, it just no, gets no. weird at I that know. point. No, 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 no. Shh. Love is no. never weird, Joey. I will shh you. Eric, you and your <laughs> wife were born on the just exact same day, sister right? Sister wives. Love can get weird. Speaking of, speaking of sister wives, Eric, you and your wife were born on the exact same day, right? And you have the same, same last day, name? Same day, one year apart. We have the same last name now that we're married. So I don't say. think that... Hey. Love will find a way. <laughs> Yes, most people that get married have the same last name. <laughs> so do sisters, that's all I'm saying. Eric, tell me about the Windows 98 running on an iPhone 6 Plus. Go. God, I have no, I did not put this. Whoever put this in the doc, I, you need to tell us. Joey, okay, you, Joey tell go. us about 
right. Windows so 98 iPhone, running on an this, iPhone 6 Plus. Go. Yes, this, fall, this falls under stupidest mods ever. Uh, this guy in, uh, where was it? Uh, Chinese, on a Chinese tech forum, got Windows 98 running in a DOS emulator on his iPhone 6 Plus. The, of course, it doesn't run very well. It mostly blue screens, reboots, and tries again. Hey, um, hey, hater. Hey, hey hater. Shh. What have you done? What have you got running on what? Hater. I've got a phone that works as a phone. Yeah. So did he. So did he. Hey, hater. So did he. <laughs> have you gotten Tetris running on a TI? Hmm? Hater? Have you gotten Missile Command running on a PLC? Have you I gotten Have you gotten Flappy Bird Plus. running on a watch? No. I I have a graphical user interface for my TI eighty three plus calculator. I'm just saying, between you and Shane, like the haterade in here is palpable. I want to ask Shane real quick: What impressed you out of this whole lineup of of BS in our in our show doc? Perhaps Google Fiber. Uh, no, because I won't no? get Google Fiber. Me neither. Um, Me neither. I, I actually like the Unlock Moto G was the most impressive thing on that list. Really? The Unlock Moto G? That sounds good. Sounds real good. What's so impressive about it, Shane? Uh, that, Windows 98? <laughs> it probably could. You know uh, it could. Actually, it's running you know Amiga it could. OS. <laughs> No, I just think it's great that good phones with... I mean, it has the Nexus 5 camera, which was a good camera. That's yeah. probably going to be my next phone. I mean, I, mean, I you know, um, I think it's great that a phone that's customizable, you can really personalize, can be a really good phone for $220 that you own outright, which is, you know, um, a pretty pretty good deal. And, you know, if, if I ever drop this Nexus 6 in the lake or something... Um, I'd probably just go out and get a Moto G for a while. And there's other, it's a good phone. I mean, it's a really good phone. And it's not a really good phone for the price. It's a really good phone that happens to be very cheap. And I think, and you know, um, you know, for all the money and time that people spend, or they talk about iPhone's beautiful design, almost everybody puts a case on it. So the fact that you can customize a Moto G, I think, um, I think it's pretty cool. And I, um, you know, I'm, I always wonder if I should just get one just to have a backup phone. Um, but, uh, no, I think I'm impressed. I was impressed with the original Moto G, to be honest. I had that. And I, I was really impressed with how good that phone ran um, for the price. And so I mean, this is the phone, like, you tell my, I tell my parents, just get this phone. Get it and go on Cricket or something like that. It'd be the cheapest cell phone you can get. It does way more than that piece of garbage they give you for, for free. Um, True story. So I think, I, I think. Well, I mean, I'm just impressed at how much how good phones can be in that price range now. Like they're yeah. not garbage. And I have a Moto G um, that I was using under Republic Wireless until I got my Nexus Six with Project Buy. And from a from the standpoint of it being a phone, I had no problems with it. Oh, and actually, and were fine. Actually, were fine. actually, MB in the chat says that. He has actually never put a case on his iPhone, so just just want to let you know, Shane. Well, that's great. Go to Best Buy and tell me how many cases they have there. 
The second, like, the store associate sees you pull out a naked iPhone, they're like... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, 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 regulations on indecent iPhone exposure. Uh, I mean, Double I don't case on that, son. Tell you what, you ain't gonna allow your kind in here no more. We're gonna want you to put a case on that there phone. Now, you know, they decent. Now, Skater. Now, Skater. Uh, did, did you guys ever talk about Project 5 since Joey has it? Uh, let's talk about Project 5. Do you also have it, Shane? I don't, but I have an invite. Like, Ooh. I can get it, and I have the Nexus 6, so it's just a matter Ooh. of me. Are you going to get it? Will you get it right now live on this show? Here's the thing. I have, I have a 20 Here's the gig- thing. Let me hate on it first, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> I got, no, no. I got in on a really good promotion on Cricket Wireless. I have a 20-gig data plan. For like $65 a month, which is way, way cheaper than what Project 5 can do for me. And I've been using a lot more bandwidth because I've been going a lot of walks with the dogs and taking pictures, and I just upload them directly to the to Google Photos from wherever I am. So I'm using five or six gigs of data a month. How many damn pictures are you taking? Okay. Whoa, holy crap. Hang on. As, oh, as many as we can while one of them is still here. I, I understand. That's just a lot. I am a member of Aunt Pruitt's, Aunt Pruitt's smartphone photographer's Google group, in addition to which I take a lot of pictures that have nothing to do with artistic stuff, just informational things, things I need to do, serial numbers, stuff like that. Not a single one of those pictures in a raw, unedited, or unshrunk format ever leaves the phone over anything other than Wi-Fi. Well, your Wi-Fi probably has a better upload speed than I do. I have terrible upload by one. Mm-hmm. All right, well, my LTE is 7 by 3 so... Well, yeah, but my point being that, uh, look, I have Carbonite Mobile on the phone for backup, Google Photos for backup, and Dropbox that are all uploading my photos continuously. They're all set for Wi-Fi only. I am using, last month, I used 0.33 gigs of data on Project 5. If photos are your big thing, just set them all to upload on Wi-Fi. His, his Wi-Fi on, sucks is what he's yeah, trying to say. Yeah, but the point is, it's, it's faster to do it. I have such a, so many gigs of data that I can just upload it. But remember, I'm not paying a whole lot. For, I'm paying Shane, like, I, the, I do the same thing too because my DSL here, the upload speed is awful. Yeah. And the LTE, and have, when no one else is using it, is way faster. And I have 20 gigs of data. Like, for like, what is that in Project 5? A couple hundred dollars a month? Uh, it's 10 bucks a gig. So, yeah, it'd be $200 so, a month. But, yes, Shane, but exactly point, a couple hundred. Being, well, my point is that you don't have to do that on... On your ba- using your bandwidth, you have another way to do it. It's yeah. not, you know, it, I'm you're choosing not to, and I get why you're doing it, but I'm just saying that you don't have to. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, for all practical purposes, when I come home from a walk and I have a couple hundred megs of photos and and videos, nothing is worse than waiting for it to upload over Wi-Fi and trying to work when I get buffer bloat. So it's. I'd rather just. So uh, ever since I got this really big deal, I just turned off the Wi-Fi and just uploaded over uh, over LTE. And the thing is, I have to be on LTE. Uh, you have to have an LTE device to get this promotional price I'm on. So it just works out. It just works out really. What, really what well. is this promotional price? I want to know what twenty gigs goes for in Kansas City. I'm on Cricket Wireless, so it's not Kansas City. Uh, they had a deal. 
where for a limited time, if you had an LTE device, they upgraded you to 20 gigs a month. For how much? So like, just like upgrade you for what 60, doesn't matter what you're doing? It's from IP65 a month, Joey, for 20 gigs. Holy unlimited, God. unlimited everything else. And no contract either. Right? I'm not on any contract. What? Damn. I, I, we own all our phones. That we will not go on contracts. We own all our phones. Right. All right, so I, I can't touch that. That's the um, American dream right there, my friend. You're living it. Yeah, I is. want to believe. You're G-Mobile living it. T-Mobile and Sprint suck where I live. AT&T and Verizon are awesome. So, you know, I, I'm kind of stuck like with Project 5. It's like, tempting because it sounds cool, but I don't think I can get any advantages out of it. What, what's Cricket? Is that an AT&T MVNO? Yeah, yeah it used to be, used to be a IO Wireless, and then they bought Cricket and rebranded everything as Cricket Wireless. You remember so, Singular? Hmm? Singular? Yeah, I remember Singular before they became Verizon. Is that what they uh, were? Weird. No, no, they, they became AT&T. I thought they were Cricket. I'm confused. What is this? Uh, real the, quick, the, just a question. I got a question. What is this obstruction-free photography? Just real quick. Anyone? Oh, yeah. Anyone? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't put the story in there, but it, but it's pretty cool. I saw the video on it. Basically... It's a, uh, an algorithm that's used when you're using like a smartphone. You could basically take a bunch of pictures like through a glass and say there's a glare between, you know, that is visible on the glass. What the algorithm does is it, is it basically allows you to separate the glare from the image beyond the glass where you can look at just the image without all that glare. Or so- you can actually just look at the glare itself and see what, what is the glare. So it's a great way... Uh, of eliminating glare from pictures. Not only that, but you can eliminate things like you're looking at a fence, and beyond the fence, you know, like one of those wire fences, beyond the fence is what you want to take a picture of. You basically take several of these pictures in a row, and it basically allows you to eliminate the fence and see everything that was behind it as if there was no fence in front of it. And then consequently, you can also get it to where you just see the fence itself, and it's Really breathtaking. It's like a six-minute video that this uh, co- that this company or person. So put out is this this is Photosphere basically? It's just like stitching a bunch of it's, pictures together well, this like way that, instead but it's, of. It's also very similar to let's say you're taking a picture and someone walks in front of the picture. Yeah, yeah. And it basically allows you to get rid of that. Well, it's the same kind of concept applied with I guess a different algorithm, maybe a similar algorithm, but it eliminates things like glare. So I swear that there was a Google Plus Vic Condroda presentation about Google Auto Awesome where they showed this off of people moving in and out of pictures and yeah. disappearing. And I don't know, I mean, I don't, I don't, it has never happened to me where I've noticed that, uh, that picture. Um, but I swear this is, this used to be built into Google Plus Photos. I've noticed it do that for some of mine. It'll say like Auto Awesome, and you'll be like, "Well, what was Auto yeah. Awesome?" And then you'll look yeah, at the original and Nokia it... or Nokia, however you say it. I, I recall in the past they've had similar demos where you can basically get rid of people that enter into the picture because it's taking multiple pictures before and after you actually take it, and then it automatically does it. So it's probably something very similar to that, but it's a different application. So yeah, but that, that is pretty cool. Much like That's the Echo, that, it's that, always that, listening. Always listening to you. Okay. It's always watching you and then just stitching your pictures together. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- this is one of the first things I've seen in a long time that actually makes me go, okay, this could revolutionize photography. Yeah. A lot of what we see in photography is refinement. 
you know, more megapixels, more features, more filters, more pull junk out, make your pictures look better, do better color yeah. correction, yak, 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 face recognition, stuff yeah. that on a certain level is gimmicky, but this could really improve yeah. a lot of people's photography. And I have been in situations where there literally was no way to take a picture without the fence in the way, and you really yeah. desperately didn't want the fence there. Yeah, yeah. this is a whole new field that they call computational photography. Uh, I think it would be under that umbrella. But uh, I think that color correction stuff, Joey, uh, I think that's important because most people take – I mean, Google Google will take your photo, and almost always you can turn to something awesome. I, mean, I post a lot of – I HDR escape to hell out of almost anything I take in the park because I love the way it looks. Um but the photos I don't always share, like, there's a lot of cool stuff that it does with black and white and all sorts of vignettes, stuff like that. So it makes, I mean, it's come up with some really good, and uh, um, panoramas or photosphere, I guess mainly panoramas. That is incredible how well Google does that. Yeah. Um, and that makes, that, that makes a big difference. Yeah, I've seen that technology applied to just to having a bit larger picture, like the Oppo, I can't remember which one it was. Find seven maybe where like you would take multiple pictures and they would basically stitch together like a 50 megapixel picture out of multiple pictures so uh, without being the actual panorama. Yeah, the only thing Google is is I just I just look somewhere I just go don't even really care about it. They yeah. can be a complete mess and usually Google put it together and look at a coherent picture like I can't believe they line up that leaf and yeah. that log. I mean it's just uh, they do a really good job with it. I'm just happy that I can get a finally get a good picture of a chain link fence. Without <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff in the way or behind it, dude. Hashtag yeah, for chain all link of the fence. illegal immigrants who want to remember crossing the fence, they now have the perfect way That's to right. take that picture for their future album. Uh, Joey, we're all illegal immigrants, dude. Come on. All right, I was if born you here, tweet dude. at Joey at sand. P-V-R-R. Do not send that to show at attackoftheandroids.com. Sandpeaver. Sandpeaver. <laughs> Joey fixes computers. Joey fixes borders. <laughs> Joey's without borders. <laughs> awesome. I want to this big hole. Let's see if we can patch it up. <laughs> Speaking of big holes, what is up with the smartwatch cyber whole security thing and then let's wrap this That's thing your up segue please for smart goddamn right it was gaping hole in cyber security gaping large yeah. enough so anyone anyone i don't even where is it okay there it is go ahead Go ahead. The, the like basic premise, this is one that I threw in here, too. Go um, ahead. This is actually from last week. Sure. Um, that we didn't do. Fist right um, on through it. Basically, the short version is that the watches, a lot of them do not have any kind of encryption between the phone and the watch. What? It's um, Bluetooth. Also, it's Bluetooth 18 LE. That's secure as all hell. <laughs> do you say one thing, the security people say something else. Well, they're wrong. Um, a lot of Bluetooth security, of course, is based upon the the combination, you know, the key code that you use to sync the devices, and a lot of them are, you know, zero 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 or nine 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 or something like that. So you you store one 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 or you know anyway. So they, uh, if you start hacking with that kind of thing in mind, um, you can actually potentially gain access to the device or 
not the uh, device, but the, the relationship between the phone and the watch. Man, in the middle of that biz, you're talking yeah, I mean, rainbow I mean, tables. Said, it's like, is that the same with Bluetooth keyboards? I, I mean, this doesn't seem something very specific to anything. Any, smartwatches. Anything Bluetooth. I, Yes and no. I think it's. I think it's partially because of the smartwatches are are such a exploding market. Supposedly, um, there was another thing that we had. I think it was last show actually that uh, they, they came out with that seventy six percent of the smartwatch market they figure has already been taken by Apple, and there won't be that big of a of an explosion moth uh, uh, explosion in a market which is essentially an extension of a phone and a very expensive extension of a phone. At yeah. That. I, I don't buy that, but... Um, is it because it has access to all of your important phone data, like contacts and whatnot, whereas a keyboard might necessarily not? Correct. You type... No, key, keyboard loggers, you swipe password. Yeah, but that's different than sucking down all of your contacts. Inside the data itself, like, let's say you have a conversation yeah, yeah. that you're looking at through your phone, that being... Yeah. What I'm saying is, it doesn't seem to me to be any more of a. I don't think there's. Uh, this is any more of a security leak. No, than... it's all DefCon hype packs. Well, I think it's a little bit more of a security leak than, say, for instance, a keyboard or a speakerphone running Bluetooth. I mean, you could potentially uh, embarrass somebody pretty badly with a with hacking into their keyboard and make them making them type stuff that they didn't type, or hanging, uh, hacking into their smartphone speaker and and talking to them or from them um, with your voice or whatever. That would be embarrassing and whatnot. But the watch is able to interface on a much lower and more complete level. You know, uh, it, with all your contact info, potentially reading and writing your text messages. Um, you know, there's a lot of information that's passing back and forth. There what about what about the example they use as your refrigerator wanting more juice? And you open that refrigerator door, and you know what? There's already no juice. juice in there. Yeah. So you so close the door. You verified the juice. You've closed the door, and then guess what? Yeah, it beeps again, and it's like I need more juice. And, and by the way, this was done in a very large sample size of Two, 10, ten watches. Sure. <laughs> Makes sense. No, I, I don't know. This just seems like... We're just trying to scare well, longer. That's well, all. I don't quite buy the, the Bluetooth thing because, yeah, okay, if you have a keyboard, the Bluetooth pairing code might be permanently set to like 000, 111. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sensitive sorry, info, bud. Whoa. Jesus. But on a smartwatch, it's randomized. Spoiler yeah. alert, man! Like every time I do, every time I pair to something that has an actual screen, it's randomized. And they say, you know, you look at your phone and it says confirm that this number matches that number. Pairing is not easy, actually, with a smartwatch. It's not. It's not like you just tap them together and boom. It's it's actually you have to work through it. Well, I guess HP is trying to sell. They're trying to sell during DEFCON week when everybody's, you know, they're all wetting themselves from all this, like, proof of concept security crap. I, I'm with Shane. I really don't – I don't buy this. I truly do If not. you're going to DEFCON, would you say leave the smartwatch at home maybe just to not be sheepish about things? I, I have to see if there are a lot of pickpockets there. but A lot of um, pickpockets. I mean, Bluetooth LE does also not extend that far. I mean, somebody would have to be – somebody would basically have to be sitting next to you or trailing you the entire time. What if it even, got boosted? Boost that signal. What? Yeah, repeaters, bro. Boost that signal. <laughs> well, there's also a way to – I mean, 
to focus. <laughs> can't remember the technology, but there's a way to focus in on that. It doesn't have to be that strong to be picked up. Beam forming. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's maybe in the future Google will roll out their nearby API, and then it'll, maybe they'll be a little more secure. In the future, we'll all be inside a, a little walking the, the watch will just be The watch will just be uh, grafted onto our wrist phones. Somebody's going to hack your brain. Well, it's ironic that we're talking about that because I got link baited from that article over to something Ouch. else on the same website. Ouch. The- Don't spread that shit. No, 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 no. I do want to mention, though, cars getting hacked. That is possible and hacking. So. Oh, yeah. Right? Speaking of cars. Yes. Yes, I'm grabbing onto this segue. Um, the car part is less important, but but absolutely cool. A Chinese company has taken a the Tesla S and kind of reworked it, but they've placed a large display in the front where the grill would be, and they have it set up to, by default, make the scanner symbol from Knight Rider from the 80s, and they have the entire car controlled by a variant of the Android operating system. And it is called Kit OS. Is it based on 2.2.2.3? Uh, five, actually. That's the I'm most sure secure it's licensed to. It doesn't <laughs> have to be it's Android. Licensed to ill. Kit, I'm pretty sure that Kit needs to, and Knight Rider has to be licensed. Oh. Well, they're China. I'm pretty sure they don't care. Uh, does it have a soundboard, too, or do they have the voice? <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, no, no, Michael. No, no, no. It, I it can't doesn't do have, that. It doesn't have any of that. You know, it's not like it's a direct knockoff. It's literally it have the sound, it doesn't care. a light board <laughs> LEDs. Well, what they're saying is that you can program it to do pretty much anything you want. Um, including uh, displaying other car companies' logos on the front of the car. <laughs> if, uh, uh, um, I'll, I'll to bring the hater haterade on this, but controlling LEDs with computers—pretty last year, huh? Pretty lame. <laughs> no, 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 it's not an LED. It's an LCD display. Oh, it's like sorry. A, Computers controlling LCD, LCD display. But Shane, you're missing the point that it's a display in the shape of the hood of your car. Rectangular LCD screen? Yes. No, 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 no. no. It's where the grill would be. It's like right on the front. So you're going down the road and it's you know, displaying the scanner from kit, or it could even, if you could program it to do it fast enough, you could have it change over to say, move over. What if, what if you, what what if you programmed it to do something super useful, like watch the fuck out for deer or something like with that? Is that possible? Well, all the deer in China are dead. Here's something that would be pretty pretty cool. You know how we were talking earlier about, you know, Alexa and having hooks into that, we'll put that in the car and then give it that, that, that voice of that guy that does uh, Kiss voice, and then, then you have it. So That guy died, like, a long time ago, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure uh, there's plenty of recordings out there. I think he died recently. Nah, I'm just <laughs> making up stuff. I'm just it wasn't a long rumors. time ago, I know that much. Just, of course, it does give you the un- the unfortunate thing of feeling like your car is going to one day you're going to walk you're going to sit down and you're going to hit the start button and then it's going to look over and there's going to be the single red eye and it's going to say I'm sorry, Dave, I can't do that. And it's going to be, what? Well, Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry. Well, I'm I mean, Dave, I'd assume you're in someone else's car and it shouldn't do anything for you. 
<laughs> yeah, why are you stealing cars? <laughs> Leave Dave alone. Leave Dave alone. All right. Shut down the show. All right. I'm I'm going to Eric. What's our email address? Our email address is show at attackoftheandroids.com. Excellent. Attackoftheandroids.com is where you can find the show notes as soon as Eric gets around to posting them. And make sure to email all that hate mail to him and Joey. So we're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. Leave us a review if it's good. If not, you know, don't waste your time. Who cares? And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you probably next week or something. So thanks for listening. Have a great evening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.